What's good, Jazzy? Hey, what's going on? Hey, nothing, man. Welcome back. Yeah, How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't uh, complain. My other guy, he's getting ready to hop on. Okay. Uh, with us. Man, it's man, it's been a lot going on, man, <laughs> since the last <laughs> time we talked. Yeah, a lot of console launches, games coming out, uh, some delays, <laughs> all kind of things. Yeah, man, it's 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 just been, woo, it's just so much to unpack right now. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you know, it's so crazy. Just the amount of things that I said, man, we got topics for days. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, man. Especially, I think the the first, I think the first topic we're definitely going to get into is uh, just the the overall launch of the consoles and the whole controversy surrounding it. That's that's been such a big topic, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, there's everybody's trying to get one, and and not very many people are getting them, except for the scalpers. And <laughs> yeah, and that's the crazy part, man. Those scalpers, man. They just, it, it just became a big mess with that, man. I just couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. I could it, not believe it. it. The technology has gotten good if you've got the right, you know, stuff behind you. It's it's crazy how fast they can make that stuff happen. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, the, just the fact that they could just, it just pings. And they're literally selling these things for like a thousand. And it's like, what? Oh, there have been some like PlayStation fives that have been like, you know, uh, well over two five thousand. So it's it's if you go on eBay and search, it's it's bananas how many there are out there. That's crazy, man. It's crazy that they're doing stuff like that. What's going on, Agent Cheapest? Can you hear us? I think he can. Something. <laughs> hey, hello. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, can you hear me okay? Yep, yep. Good. We can hear you good, man. All right. Hey, guys. So, fellas, ready? Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Last City Radio, or should I say the return of the Last City Radio, episode number 23 of the All Things Gaming Roundtable Discussions, man. We got so much to talk about, but first I want to introduce my two co-hosts of the show. I would like to introduce Agent Chavis. What's going on, man? What's how you been feeling? Hey, not too bad, man. Just you know, laying low, staying safe with the you know coronavirus out out there, you know. So playing, uh, I did get my hands on New Series X. Um, okay. And- you know, I, I I am trying to stay a little relevant. Trying to get a PS5. That's kind of a little harder to get right now. Uh, Absolutely, man. But you know, Absolutely. still kind of all things gaming because I am part PC uh, player as well. Um, so you know, yeah, all everything is good, man. Everything is good. Sound good. Sound good. And we and of course we got the one of the big tech heads in the house. Mr. Jazzy New Xbox, what's going on, man? What's going on with you? Oh, not a lot's happening. Glad to be back. Glad to talk to you again. Um, yeah, I've been 
staying busy working mostly, but um, actually getting a little gaming in. I've, I picked up a couple games that I'm going to plan to get into. Uh, Yakuza came out, and I'm going to uh, get that one. I saw uh, a, a streamer playing that one, so I decided to grab that. Really caught my interest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Cyberpunk's coming around the corner. Uh, they just Absolutely. had Control come out on Game Pass, so I got a lot to get into in the near future so so yeah a couple games that i'm getting into and then of course i started a playthrough uh since the update of no man's sky um on, on uh, game pass as well so i'm actually in the middle of uh learning that little mechanic so so yeah a lot happening and a lot going on in, in the world of technology and gaming so you know we got a lot to talk about oh yeah absolutely and of course as you know yours truly p carla gaming in the house always doing my thing and you know i got a lot of things that uh i definitely want to announce to everybody um but those of you guys since the last time we've all been gone you know things have happened in the last couple of months so definitely uh i've taken my twitch game to the next level of course i'm a twitch affiliate and also if you love destiny as well i got a uh actually offer to start uh doing the uh Destiny Unfiltered podcast, and I've, I've been a co-host on that lately. I've uh, been doing that. It's been great. And uh, now, for me, it's like I've been just pretty much wanting to get back to the roots and uh, continue to uh, grow the Last City Radio and keep it keep it fresh, keep it real, and just keep it going. So, I love, not only am I growing other, way, other places, but I'm also going to stay here as well and grow this up as well so i've been doing a lot of stuff man been playing uh of course i've been playing destiny beyond light um i've been i got a chance to pick up the uh hyrule warriors i think that's a stellar game as well man uh, they they really knocked it out of the park with that and i didn't even what's funny is i didn't even know this was actually even in the works that's what's the funny thing about that game but man we got a lot that we got a lot to pack today so we gonna get into the first talk. So, I do wanna I do wanna bring to the panel. So we all know that um, first starting out with the consoles launch and how the, that whole fiasco happened. What was your re, What was your initial reaction? Uh, especially just how crazy everything has gotten when it came to the pre-orders and the pre-order races. Um, my since you go to Jazzy New first. What was your reaction, man? What was you thinking going into it and how they, how the other uh, sellers decided to launch these consoles early and just that whole fiasco? What do you think on it, man? Well, we had a couple of fiascos happening on, on both sides with, with the launch. First, uh, with the PS5 launching, they decided they wanted to open up pre-orders early. <laughs> and then and then uh when playstation was like well we're not quite ready yet and the guy said well we got it in the system so we're starting to sell it and everybody else said well we're selling mm-hmm. it so we're going to sell it and, and there was just a rush of pre-sales and then on top of that of course uh, you know limited shipments going on and things like that it's, it's just been a banana uh banana situation going on out there right now but you know, it, we know with the pandemic happening and with, you know, the way people have been cooped up in houses and stuff like that, demand was going to be pretty high on both sides. Even Xbox were having demand issues because they were selling out of their consoles pretty quick and you're still having trouble finding at least the Series X for sure. I'm not sure about the S, but 
Um, they've been they've been yeah. crazy as it goes right now, and and we haven't even talked about the whole um, the whole scalpers getting thousands of consoles and things like that, and, and the way their technology has evolved and, and made day one buyers a little bit more uh, a little bit more of a crapshoot than it than they used to be, you know. So. Absolutely, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you that on that, man. It, it's it's um this whole thing, man. I wasn't I was expecting something to happen yeah. when it was concerning to pre-orders, but I didn't think it was going to take off at this level, you know. And that's what's really shocking. I definitely want to give it to you, Sergio. Man, what was you, what what do you think about it? What was going on? And uh, how did you feel about the whole thing? I think I'll piggyback on the uh, they definitely oversold the console before it was actually available to actually buy, which was uh, rather annoying because, you know, you had people waiting for, you know, probably quite a while for all these unfulfilled pre-orders that they had out there, you know, Um, especially, you know, trying to combat all these, um, you know, I call them cyber criminals, really, you know, that are out there yeah. chatting out, um, you know, setting up bots, overselling them. And I don't know. I just think it's I think the whole fiasco, the whole situation, especially from the uh, especially from the um, vendor side from Sony and Microsoft, I feel like they could have done a little better. Their systems did allow people to buy multiple devices. You know, yeah, I guess they didn't really understand that even though we're in a pandemic or recession, that people didn't have any money to spend, but ended up being completely opposite. I think, you know, everyone might have been stashing away some of their um, uh, stimulus money just to save for these consoles. And, uh, you know, uh, I think... I will say one of the uh, retailers, Best Buy, has probably gone out of their way to do a really good job with mitigating these um, uh, these uh, cyber bot attacks because now they require a uh, a second level of authentication when it comes to purchasing a console. So they do require you to give them a code that they send your email before you check out. So that does slow down these bots a lot. Yeah, and that's actually that's actually really good that they decided to do that because at the end of the day, I mean, there people like it's crazy because when people are trying to go and pre-order, not only these bots are able to snatch them fast, but it's like, you know, you don't have a you don't have a chance. You really don't have a chance to even get your hands, and if you happen to be very lucky, but it's just like the fact that it's it's these bots the technology in itself to be able to really uh, calculate, okay, I'm going to go ahead and snatch this amount. This, this bottle snatch this amount, take them off the shelves. And people are like, Hey, you know, we don't even get a chance. And for them to try to put it, put in uh, authentication, you know, or just a, Oh, are you a human being? And put like one of those things just to kind of alleviate everything. That'll make it a little bit harder for those bots to even to even capture one because they have to sign in as a human. So I think that would be the best action when it comes to the next start of like sales for the PS5s and the Xbox Series X. 
because right now it's uh it's a sad thing out here, man. <laughs> it's really sad. You know, right. I had to I had to buy a bundle in order to get uh, my hands on one. So it's not like it's not like I made out uh-huh. decently with this. I still had to um those were the only ones that were available were the ones that had that pretty expensive bundle with all the accessories, so yeah, and I was just gonna say that that you know with the those scalpers are targeting the individual machines more than they are those bundles, just simply because you know they don't care about the bundles. You can get controllers anywhere; they can use existing controllers. It's the actual machines they really want. So the less they can pay for those machines, the better. So you know your your lucky lucky bet might be to look at those bundles if you can afford to do that, because that way. Um, you're kind of bypassing the main target of the of the scalpers in, in that scenario. And and as the you know, you mentioned about the sending emails and stuff like that. I mean, there's things. If they decide to incorporate that once they recognize what's going on, they'll just adjust their their bots to actually respond to those emails properly or, or grab the code and insert it to the website. So, I mean, there's ways around a lot of that stuff. It's going to really take some effort on the part of the shops to really make sure that those um that those systems don't go to those scalpers in a in a heavy fashion the way they have been um the thing biggest thing they could probably do is um have something where um the cart is not final until they've actually confirmed that email or they've gone in and done some other um step on a website or something like that. So, so there's, there's some extra things they'll probably have to do to really get those bots under control, but it's going to be a, a arms race as we always see happen in, in technology world. So. Yeah. yeah and I, I definitely agree with you on that. Do you guys think they should have actually done it where, cause I know we talked about this before uh, Jazzy. Um, we talked about, you know, just, as far as the launch day, at least having some in store, like halving up the uh, the amount of of uh, the amount of quantity they had available, you think they should have just uh, halved it? Where okay, you know the store that you have to go in store to get this amount, and this amount is for the pre-orders online. You think that would have kind of stopped some of the uh, scalping, or just limited the scalping? if they would have actually decided to do that, just like Target decided to do it with just taking only in-store. I, I only honestly thought that they should have done some kind of, um, some type of online raffle to where you technically didn't, wouldn't be able to buy it online, but you'd be able to register your name online. And if your name was selected, you could then pick up stock that was available in-store. That way... If you know they, if they see a bot or they see a guy with the same amount of, you know, if they see the same guy fifty times, they're gonna be like, "Well, hey, you can't buy more than that, uh-huh. right?" So uh-huh. I think they should have did some kind of raffle because the online stuff was kind of, um, kind of a shit show from the beginning, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're in a kind of a catch twenty two in the case of we're dealing in the in the COVID world now. So obviously you don't want people hanging around your store anyway <laughs> and you don't yeah. want to get sales done. So, I mean, you're kind of in a catch 22 in that regard, but 
yeah, they could have done something where you register online and then they schedule a time for you to go in and actually pick up the console or two consoles or something like that. Um, you know, and the only way, you know, and they have just maybe one central warehouse for online sales and the rest ship direct to stores only. Um, so then that way, for example, if you have a store in your local area, when you go to purchase online, they'll say, okay, well, you have to go to the store to actually pick it up. You know, we're not just going to ship it to the house. Yep. And then that would prevent those kind of scalpers from being able to take inventory from those local retailers where it's really needed. You know, um, that's just some one thing you could have mm -hmm. done a little bit differently to kind of uh, to kind of mitigate that. Because at the end of the day, you do want those to go to your valid customers and those loyal customers that are actually willing to go to your physical stores and potentially pick up. You know, other items, other yep. controllers, games, uh, insurance, you know, those kind of things where you can actually make a lot of money on um, in the in the retail industry. So so I think that was an opportunity they kind of missed a little bit. But in this online world and with COVID and stuff like that, I can under, understand why they didn't think that way. But at the same time, with the way these sales have been going, um, I would have done something a little different to force the in-store pickup or something like that. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. You know, there should have been some type of uh, middleman where there's, okay, we got this amount. Uh, and that that way they separated the warehouse. I agree with that. They could have handled it in a way, but I think they was, it's kind of like they was like anticipating, oh, yeah, it's going to be a great run. This is going to happen. And I don't think they was actually, they didn't actually sit down and calculate well, it's COVID. Is it? We're in the pandemic. It, mostly everybody's at home sitting, stacking up money for it, for this concept. Everybody's got their eyes on them. Mm -hmm. We need to make a efficient way to be able to get these pre-orders out so that people can be able to get them in their house. And I, I don't know if they were anticipating. I don't think they was even anticipating the scalpers to this degree. I think they knew that they were going to come, but I don't know if they were like, you know what? We need to make a safety precaution to make sure that people can get it. Because they talked about it. They talked about it a while back before launch about, oh, you know, if you get a PS4, I mean, get a PS5, you could, it's one per person. You remember they, they talked about that? And it, it yeah, for some reason, they yeah, never, they never did discussion it. discussion about doing something like that, where you would limit the number that people could pick up. You maybe only have, you know, two per person at most or something like that in the initial run or something like that um yeah and 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 in this case it doesn't seem like they actually went that direction they didn't even bother to do it yeah and i, I think that would have that in turn would have eliminated a lot of problems if they would have went through with just doing it that way because now look at the fiasco and the fact that the matter is that now they have to they're in the process of oh we need to make sure that we're we're just gaining some more uh, revenue we get we got the revenue now we just got to start really pushing forth the the uh the manufacturing for these things now cuz now they're all sold out across the world so now they it's going to probably take some time in 2021 for them to finally get some more out and you know even then i hope they dealt they've finally looked at the the possibilities of okay this is what we're going to add next in our pre-order here's the authentications where you can't just you know 
oh, I can just go and take from your inventory with the bots. It, it's not going to happen. You know, they're going to have to put something in place so that way the the next lineup or launch of PS4s online, and they need to have some in house as well. It'll actually flow a little bit smoother, and people will be able to get their hands on it more than what they're getting now. You know, I, I definitely agree. Now, the next topic, guys, I definitely want to talk about. Um, so now that we know this big fiasco with the pre-orders has started, we also know that now that people, some people who have finally got a chance to actually get one, they've been experiencing problems, especially, you know, with the PS5 overheating and stuff like that. Um, I know I've seen on the Internet with the Xbox Series X that I think it was a problem with the disc thing he was having. What what do you guys say to this? What what is the problem? Do you think it's because of the pandemic and most people working on these things, they're not at the facility. You know, they're working from home trying to get these things out and it's just not at the quality that we all hope for. What do you guys what do you guys think about it? Uh Jazzy, you go first. Well, I, I um I think one the first run of boxes will always have problems. I mean if you well, it and it depends on on how rushed they do the construction. Because um, I remember before the Red Ring of Death in the 360 era, um, first run, <laughs> the first run of 360s actually were very good. They were the very first because I mm-hmm. I bought one day one and I had that thing for a good one to two years before what happened was the disc drive started to go out. And so I had to send the send it in, and they sent me a different one, and that one had a red ring of death issue. So then I all of a sudden got started getting the red ring of death issue. So I say that to say, um, you know, the first run of consoles usually will have some defects. Some percentage of them will not be as as good as um, the later runs will be as the as the construction process gets more efficient, things like that. Um, the artifacting mm-hmm. does bother me a little bit more. Um, the disc being like the disc drive issue, um, that's a relatively easy fix where you just replace the drive and, and the rest of the console seems to be working okay. So so that seems mm-hmm. to be a, a little bit lesser of an issue compared to some of the PS5 artifacting issues that they've been showing and things like that. And I don't Absolutely. know how prevalent that is. Maybe that's a very low percentage, but the fact that you're seeing things like that indicates a, a, a hardware issue with the actual chips in the system as opposed to um, just a mechanical problem, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one because uh, I got one of my uh, co-hosts, one of my hosts um, on my Destiny Unfiltered podcast, he builds PCs, mm-hmm. but now he's building PCs, but now he also has to, he also fixes PS5s and Xbox Series X, so people have been sending him that, and he discovered that it's that liquid metal that's in there. That once he once you take it out, then it runs smoothly. It doesn't uh it doesn't overheat or anything like that. I think with that liquid metal, it's a it's a problem with, with the systems in general. I don't think they should have they should have something else uh, that they put in that'll kind of alleviate this problem of overheating and shutting off and stuff like that. It's just weird. You well, know, metal is great on. for if you need a very high conductivity connection. Um, the problem is, is that depending on the metallurgy inside the system, it can bond into the metal 
little bit weird. And also liquid metal is very conductive. So if it gets in the wrong place, then it can actually, you know, short, mm-hmm. you know, junctions and things like that. So it's got to be very careful about how that's applied and how that's used. Now, that doesn't mean that that's the issue with that we're seeing with the artifacting, but it can lead to, you know, more problems than it's worth, which is why a lot of places tend to not use it just because they don't have to be as concerned about the cross junction connections and things like that when they're using regular thermal paste or thermal pads compared to the liquid metal. Um, so it, it, mm-hmm. it bo- points to either wanting to get as high energy transfer as possible. So really concerned about heat and thermal conductivity or um, really being concerned about the efficiency of the cooler. So they need to maximize that transfer to, get the cooler to work as good as possible so yeah i I definitely agree with you on that one what do you think uh sergio (laughs) well you know i honestly think that you know same thing that was said earlier that you know these first gen first round of consoles um you know they're gonna have their issues right so it's inevitable that things like that happen um and i think their decision to use like liquid metal as a conductor for cooling not a terrible idea um it could just be the quality and manufacturing of the of the substance that they use personally that could be causing a lot of the issues here um but you know overall um, you know, uh, personally for me, I've had my, my sucker on for like four days straight, you know, and uh, this thing's a beast. It's, mm-hmm. it's quiet, doesn't really get that hot. Um, yeah, so I think really it just depends on the batch that you get. Um, overall, overall, I be uh, besides the little you know, onesie twosie things that I hear and see online, I don't really have that much of a problem with it yet, personally, just because I I haven't been a part of the um Yeah, so you came out lucky to have had any issues <laughs> Dude, with it. Pretty good with it. And that's good though, you know. And you guys are right, man. It it does it does come down to the uh, you know, just the productivity of the manufacturing, really, you know. Like you said, Jazzy, as well as, you know, the more they dish these things out, the better they will be as far as, you know, uh, runnability and and all of that and all of the good stuff that goes into it. It will be, you know, fully fleshed out since these are new. They're fresh batch. We're going to see these problems until I would say I will not know. It could be like the fifth batches of these things could be, uh, you know, solid. So it's like uh, we just got to wait and hold on, you know. What would you say to a, a buyer that's trying to interest, who's interested in actually buying one of these? Do you think they should wait for a while or do you think to, they could just go ahead and risk it and just go ahead and pick up one when they can when it's available? Well, for me, you say? I would say um, if you're really concerned about longevity, um, I, that's where I would say the warranties are going to be your saving grace. If you want to, if you really don't want to wait, um, at the end of the day, the second runs and third runs are usually the better, 
um, batch because they ironed out uh, manufacturing and efficiencies, things like that. Um, also, you'll get a lot of these tech sites start really digging into the construction and thermals and repairability and all that stuff. And, and companies actually look at that and see where they can improve their process or improve the actual layout of the chips or layout of the cooling and, and make things better. So, so at the end of the day, these first few, they're going to um, go through these growing pains. If you're the kind of person that really just does not want to wait um, and got to have it day one kind of person, then by all means, I would recommend taking out mm -hmm. an extended warranty just to protect yourself from things like this because you never know when they could pop up. They could pop up a couple weeks right away, six months, you know, you never know. So so I would say um, for anybody Absolutely. who's willing to get one soon, uh, really invest in those store warranties because then all you have to do is just go to the store and swap it out for a new one as soon as the inventory is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. It, definitely get those warranties don't be one of those guys who i'm just want one now i don't care i'll wait for it no you need to get you the warranty get you what, what do they have the uh, four year they have two year how many years you you want that's comfortable for you just get warranty on it so that way if it, something happens you can swap it out for another one and sometimes those, those warranties are you know? only like what 20 bucks 30 bucks extra and it's just a question yep. of how much of that will be a headache for you if something breaks, say, the 90th day, I mean, 91st day after the 90 day warranty wears out, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. You, What do you think, uh, Sergio? Uh, you agree with Yeah, I think it's a smart investment, you know, especially with these new consoles. There's no telling when there's no telling when and how long one will last, unfortunately. You know, nothing's nothing's foolproof, nothing's break proof. So I do think it is a wise investment. Uh and usually the markup on them isn't terrible either. Um the only problem is is right now, um I, the only problem I can see with the warranty is, let's say something goes wrong, they probably don't have the stock to fill your warranty exchange right now. So that would be the only thing to be wary of when buying something uh, on such a new console. Because I, I even had a really rough time uh, with a warranty claim with my Nintendo exactly. Switch because of yeah, the pandemic. And they were just hard to get any of the stock. I think the question will come down to how many will be in stock the next round. And if any, you know, especially for guys who purchased the first round, the, I think the biggest concern will be is, you know, they're not going to have any more for people to get uh, a fresh one, a replacement. How would they, that's what I'm, I'm it's like, how are they going to go forth and do that when, uh, you know, they're not, they don't have enough in stock. That's, I think that's one of the biggest questions a lot of people are asking is, what do I do now that my, my PS5 has shut off? What do I do now that I'm having problems with my disc troubles uh, with my Xbox? You know, what do I do? I, I can't go to the store and ask for a replacement when they don't have any. What would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough one. I mean, because, again, the inventory is probably not going to get better till after the new year, probably. Um, you'll be hits and misses here and there, but obviously they're going to want to sell those in the stores as much as possible. Um, 
Yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough one. But if you have the warranty, at least you know you have that period of time where you can get it replaced. Um, getting inventory might be a problem, but at mm-hmm. least you have the opportunity to replace it. Whereas if you don't have the warranty, you just have the manufacturer warranty, then you don't know, you know, how long that would take. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I definitely agree with you. I think that's one of the things that it's like, well, at least you do have it. So whenever they decide to, uh, they finally have the inventory to go and swap it out. That would be the best time. You know, for you got for people to do that at least. Now, upon all of that, we have gotten so much things that has come out. Um, so, especially uh, from just before the launch of these consoles, we've had a ton of games to launch DLCs. We had um, Destiny Beyond Light to come out. Um, that came out November tenth, and following behind it, of course. Miles Morales and uh, Valhalla and Cold War. And uh, of course, we had the Yakuza game, the new game. Uh, looks stellar. We have so much stuff. Miles Morales, Spider Man, so much things have come out that it's just, uh, where do we even begin, man? I mean, it was so much things that was just popping out left and right. It's hard to, uh, hard to capitalize on it, but. What do you guys take? Did anybody get a chance to purchase uh, some of those games and just tell me about them? So, I don't know, um, Agent, if you want to go first or not, but I, I mean, I picked up, um, there's a lot of been a lot of updates and a lot of new games coming out. Um, I picked up Yakuza. Um, I'm going to be getting further into that. I'm, I'm really a fan of, of RPGs in general, so I really like them. Um, those are fun, Absolutely. you know, time games things like that so so i'm i'm just going to be getting started onto that i just got picked that up recently so we're going to get i'm going to get started on that um it looks like a great time i've watched a couple people play it online just to kind of get a feel for the game and it was a great uh comedy a batch of comedy as well as serious fighting going on and stuff like oh, that yeah. so so and and I'm relatively new to the Yakuza series, so it's going to be a new one for me. So it's going to be a real fun game. So that one I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and of course we got a couple more right around the corner. So <laughs> yes, we really do, man. Right around the corner, if not next week, right. pretty much next week, uh, there's going to be one that launch, uh, which is Cyberpunk 2077. A game that everybody's been waiting for for a long time. <laughs> Finally, we get a chance to uh, get our hands on it. But uh, Sergio, what you've been playing, man? What 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 titles have you been looking at? Um, so I did pick up the Miles Morales expansion. I picked it up for the PS4. Um, and honestly, without trying to ruin too much, at uh, Insomniac Games did a really good job with storytelling um, when it came to this um, uh, more of an expansion of the original Spider-Man game that they had a couple years ago. Um, the story arc is great. The gameplay is phenomenal. Um, it's not as long as I would have liked it to be, but, you know, it's it's okay. It's Overall, the game, I mean, it's a solid, okay. to me, it's a solid 10 out of 10. Um, 
Uh, it's just I don't yeah. know. It's just I don't know yeah, if you played the, 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 the 2018 Spider-Man. That that mm-hmm. game was by itself. It was beautiful, right? Um, so that that just to have a little more of that universe that they created uh, mm-hmm. was you know it was awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, okay. without trying to spoil too much, it's it's good. It's really good. I have been getting back okay. into Destiny because now Destiny is available on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. all the expansions are free, which is awesome. So I've been trying to get back into that. I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot mm-hmm. of Gambit lately, trying to finish a bunch of bounties. So uh finally got my light level up to about 11.50, you know, so... I did get the season pass oh, yeah. too because it's also discounted because of uh, Game Pass. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Destiny's been a lot of fun. I've been playing Valhalla as well. I did get that one. I do want um, you to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, that uh, Valhalla definitely. Um, and... what did you think about it? What do you think about it overall, as far as the game? Do you feel that the game is like Odyssey, or do you feel they have taken a bigger step than Odyssey? Uh, I can see a lot where it's like Odyssey, actually, but I think they did kind of take a um, a step to go a little further beyond that because um, uh, one, the storyline is pretty deep. First of all, I mean Odyssey was as well, but the storyline for this one is, I mean, to me, uh, it's crazy. It's so far I've only played maybe five to six hours of the game. But you know, the, it, it's very. <laughs> it can get pretty morbid at times to me, uh, and um, right. So, um, and then you know, on top of that, um, having the um, the game that's okay. you know, it's in, I have a four K TV, so I'm playing it in high definition, and, and the thing, the thing just looks beautiful, man. It's just kind of like. It's a game that you really want to take your time with. Uh, It's like watching a movie, right? So, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I hate to spoil a lot of (laughs) a lot of the game for a lot of people. Has the fighting mechanics, you know, has Uh, has the fighting mechanics evolved in this game than uh, than Odyssey? Uh, <laughs> the fighting mechanics kind of remind me a little bit, mm-hmm. especially like the story arc and the way they kind of move everything. Really, kind of reminds me a lot of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. One and once you start to play it, you'll understand that because um, it has a lot of like the um, a lot of the settlements, a lot of the mm-hmm. kind of like the the basic foundations that yeah. Black Flag had. For that, I guess for that it's time period, right? That because I see that as um, I see what they're doing with Valhalla and with the way they're doing Assassin's Creed now is they're going with with Assassin's Creed Origins. It kind of went back to their to the roots and built a new foundation of how they play the game, and then expanded on that with um, mm-hmm. with the one after that, the um, Odyssey, right? And now they're going on to Valhalla, and and they're just expanding that type of gameplay going forward. And I could see them 
continuing this line of these expansive, massive worlds with massive quests and all that kind of stuff in Valhalla, as well as, you know, future um, Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think when it comes to just the way it looks, like you said, it, it's beautiful, man. It, it's a beautiful game laid out. They're, I th- they're aiming for that, that open world, really expansive game. You can, you can tell by, you know, just the way they, they made this game. It's, it doesn't feel like a linear game, you know, from the, from the way it's played out. It's, it's really expansive. And I think that's what they're, they're trying to head to. And, uh, you know, it, people are putting a lot of hours in this game and it's, uh, it seems like it's gonna be it's a it's a killer man definitely about a blockbuster a great milestone for them overall as far as the story is concerned as well you know it, it looks really good and I'm glad they I'm glad they spent the time to really nail this thing out because uh, you know I think a lot of people was excited about it but they was kind of worried about it they was hoping that they wouldn't uh, rush it or anything like that and for so far, man, it's a success, and I'm glad. Um, I'm glad that they decided to kind of go back to their and roots I, in a way. And I would and establish think too, something the fresh. other thing to consider is that they're not I, – I don't think they've got this fully optimized yet either. I mean, for either console, um, I think they still got a little bit of work they can do to make it look better with a few more updates or patches down the road. So I think there's still more they can get out of this game than what mm-hmm. you're seeing now. Yeah, and you're right about the 4K and everything like that. Because I think um, what's going on is uh, Destiny just announced this for your for the Xbox Series X and uh, PS5. They're gonna add that update. I think it's next week or something like that. With the update with the uh, the 1440p, the uh, the 60 frames per second, and the uh, what you call it, the uh, frame. Uh, what what do they call that? Uh, uh, that uh, PCs does uh, uh, field of view. They're going to add that stuff to the Destiny um, with an update uh, to the new consoles. So my guess is with the consoles, um, is it faster? Does everything run faster? Uh, how is the speeds of it, uh, Sergio? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um if you have ever yes. played Destiny and you know how long it takes to uh, fast travel and, you know, like when I'm at the tower and mm-hmm. I fast travel, you know, from point A to point B, uh, it's it, it's instant. It's wow. just a blink and then you're at the next part. So, yes, the, you know. And it only gets better with you know as long as your inter- as long as your internet's pretty good. I mean it's it is yeah it lives a long up to time because Destiny normally does take yeah and it takes a that's, hot minute. that's good man right yeah and it's like it's it's cool. Did you get a chance to test? Well, that's actually coming. The field of view, a lot of uh conscious creators for PC use that uh, when it comes to Destiny, and so they're adding that. I think that I think it's. This might be next week or something like that. They're gonna add an update to Destiny, putting the sixteen, uh, the uh, sixty frames FPS and all that stuff into it. 
So it's gonna feel it's gonna feel <laughs> like PC <laughs> soon. But it's like um it I'm just I'm glad a lot of these games it's so it's so hard to really play all of these games because they all it's just like everything's coming out after back after back back after back. You know, it's 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 so hard to kind of get your hands on all of them. <laughs> it's like, man, because I got a chance to um peel back and say, you know what? You know, let me go ahead and uh, peel back and see which one of them I want to uh, go ahead and purchase because they all are really good. They're pretty solid this year uh, from the start of a launch. Um, pretty solid. And uh, like you said, the Valhalla, successful. Miles Morales, successful. Uh, people kind of skeptical about the Garfall. It's not really as good as people hoped. It's too shiny. Um, let's see. Um, what else is coming? A oh, Cold War. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's loving Cold War. Um, they 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 love the game, man. They love the game. Yeah, yeah. but Cold Cold Wars had a lot of issues. Oh, it's a frame rate devices. Um. Yeah, a lot of frame rate oh, wow. issues, and they were even down for about a day or two. Yeah, basically. that's that's crazy, right. man. But as far as the gameplay, you know, and the game itself and its campaign, people people seem to like it. Uh, it's so much coming out. I said, like I said, the big thing, Cyberpunk, one of a, a big title that everybody's been waiting for. And that's going um, to be the one that's going to take. I can't wait to see this launch, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, as soon as that comes out, everybody's you know gonna gonna just disappear into cyberpunk world, and you know, if there's, I, I believe they mentioned having a multiplayer True. element, but if there is multiplayer, oh, you know, that's going to, yeah, that's going to take gonna take great. a good chunk of the audience for a while, and I mean, just. You think people take off work for Destiny? They really gonna take off yeah, work I mean, for with this, the right? Witcher here. Three, the way the way they put the work in with Witcher Three and made that expansive world like that, um, everybody's really anticipating mm-hmm. this next journey because nobody has done an expand except for I'll give Rockstar credit. Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead um, series, those would probably be the only one yeah. that have a similar scope in terms of the single player um, story that unfolded in front of you. And and it was just bananas how big those worlds were. And, and, and everybody's just anticipating what they'll do in this kind of cyberpunk world and what you could do. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is cyberpunk, this is a big boy game. Like this game is huge. The, the, the update, and the amount of gigs it's gonna to take to download this thing, man, it's it's huge, man. <laughs> it's a big boy, man. You can tell, you know, just by looking at the gear. Said this thing is going to be huge. It's gonna take a long time to even beat the game. <laughs> I didn't even. I'm I looking forward to it too. Ubisoft just released that Immortals Phoenix Rising game. Which to me looks really interesting, but I, I, mean, mm-hmm. I haven't picked it up yet. But it looks really interesting. But it's another one of those open, expansive world type games where where it looks like you'll be questing for hours because just the intro alone won you a good, you know, yeah. hour or so just to get through the introduction. You know. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to be, it's going to take some time to get through that. And then what out of the blue, you know, I knew this was coming too, but I didn't know how fast this was actually going to come. They actually, uh, they, you know, EA and Bioware actually did it when they announced the, uh, the leg, pretty much the legendary, uh, collection mm-hmm. of the mass effect coming to the next console <laughs> oh man the, the that is going to be when you think that people are not going to purchase that they're going to purchase that man we've been waiting for that for a long time and what better way to do that by putting it on the next gen consoles what better mm-hmm. look looking resolutions it all looks great it's remastered even number one, they fixed a lot of stuff with it. Man, I can't wait to see this game and to play it. It's not going to feel clunky or anything like that, man. And then they're talking about the the uh, Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect, and the actual full team, not Montreal, is going to work on it. It's the actual base, the original team. So it's just like, man, we're 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 looking forward to. A big 2021 right. with that. And, and hopefully a, a everything stays on track with them after the announcement this week. But it's going to be real interesting, um, mm-hmm. assuming this all turns out fine. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see where they go next with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's my thing. It's like when it comes to Mass Effect, really, because Mass Effect is going to be coming out. What did, what did they say it? What is it going to be like February or something like that? It's something like it's something close. It's either February or March. It's been March, but I, so I it's don't like exactly. okay. So yeah, I can't remember it. It's one of those, and it's like okay. So they're pretty much going to be really competing with uh, Cyberpunk. Okay, can they stand it? Can they stand tall like they have in the past? You know. Because there was a lot of people that didn't get a chance to play Mass Effect, and this is their time to kind of redeem and grab players that never got a chance to see what it was or ever play it. You know, do you think, uh, as far as the Game Awards, you think they're going to have a chance at the next one, 2021, to actually seal the deal? Or is it, you think it's going to be a loss for them? Yeah, Cyberpunk. Actually, yeah, Cyberpunk 2020. Twenty-seven, seven. You think they're going to have a chance at the next one? The one thing about the game awards and and awards in general is sometimes people have short memories, and so a game will come out at the beginning of the award time, (laughs) and then towards the end get overshadowed by the latest release, and the next thing you know, it's not even nominated. Like I, I mean, this is a personal thing, but I think Mm -hmm. years five. With all the things they added, the things they adjusted, making it semi-open world and all that stuff, and it not get a single nomination, that was criminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was. I, mean, I think that definitely was criminal. nomination. It's not as much winning, but just the nomination itself. It's just like okay, everything they did, everything exactly. they did and deserved something. the nomination, and they didn't get one. So I, I think it comes back to, you know, the, exactly. the gaming. Uh, whoever is voting on these these things, and I'm sure there's journalists or industry veterans mm-hmm. and things like that, but they have short memories. And so whatever the latest release is or whatever game mm-hmm. is lasting the longest. So like, for example, Grand Theft Auto is old as dirt, but they still stay relevant because people are playing it like crazy. 
Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's still relevant. You know, why isn't that the best one? Right. One of the best ongoing games as well. It's never in that uh, lineup, and it's weird. You know, it's it's very weird. Um, when it comes to like say Gears, should have already had a should have had a place in there. You know, when I looked at the Game Awards, we definitely could talk about the Game Awards right now. You know, when we looked at the Game Awards uh, ballots and everything like that, uh, you know, it was uh, I would say there was a lot of surprises and it was like things that we kind of expected, like uh, just having uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII, you know, and a lot of mm-hmm. things that was to be expected, you know. And same, you know, they put, of course, The Last of Us Part Two. You know, they had those in a lot, and Hades. You know, has anybody even played Hades? I, I've never played the game. Yeah, I don't, to be honest, I haven't played it. But they had a lot as well. Yeah, they they had a lot of nominations. But then, and and here's the the thing that I always look forward to the Game Awards. Yes, the voting as well. But the world premieres is what I look forward to as well because they're going to be showing us stuff that uh, we haven't seen yet, you know, that's going to be coming out in the pipe holes, uh, in the pipeline. So it's like, you know, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to next week because I think it's going to be it's going to be cool. But I'm interested to see what wins. And I I was laughing because I said <laughs> I knew Animal Crossing was going <laughs> was going to get a couple of them. Not when they, I mean, Edward Carlson, it it did it, man. It that was the first, that was literally yeah, the first pandemic game, basically. That they've now even <laughs> done talk shows in Animal Crossing, and they got the custom shirts that people are mm-hmm. giving out, and I, I mean, it's just all kind of Animal Crossing stuff. They just kind of, I know the other the previous games were big, but compared to now, I wouldn't have thought it would have been as big as this. But I mean, I'm. I'm I'm happily wrong yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people love I love I love Animal Crossing, man. It's it's such a wonderful game, man. They really they really did a good job with that game, man. You know, Nintendo is famous for always getting giving out bangers, man, when they can. They're really consistent with that. And uh like I said, uh I, I got a chance to pick up um uh the new uh Hyrule Warriors, uh, Calamity, and man, when I tell you, the game is good. The game is good, man. It's like taking, it's like taking the uh, Breath of the Wild and putting it in Warriors format. That's it. It's literally, it's beautifully done, man. Beautifully done, and uh, man, people loving this game. I'm loving this game too. I fell in love with this game. I was like, man, when I seen it, I was like, what? I didn't even know this was coming out. I thought they were so busy working on uh, Breath of the Wild too, but I guess I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, I you know, we didn't see this coming because I remember Sergio. We talked about this a while. Uh huh. Yeah, we, we talked about this a while, a while ago. Yeah, and uh, I didn't see this coming, man. I really didn't see that coming, and. I was like, okay, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. At least it's something to tide us over till Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. I definitely would take that. I didn't see that coming. And then, of course, we had, you know, the Pokemon um, Frozen Tundra expansion. Beautifully done. Uh, they did a fantastic job with it. Uh, a lot to discover. It felt like literally a big expansion 
it wasn't even a deal. It didn't even feel like a DLC. It was an expansion. You know, a lot of quality of life changes. A lot of stuff has happened as well. And uh, they blew me away with that, man. Blew me away. Now I can say Sword and Shield is is one of the best Pokemon games that's ever came out. Now, just based off of that uh, that uh, that expansion, basically, that uh, launched. Beautifully done, man. And, uh, you know, so many, like I said, so many games is just coming down. I believe we still got a... Uh, is there any word, guys, on the... Um, what is that game uh, for the Xbox um, that was supposed to be coming out soon? Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Hellblade. Is there any word on that game? I don't know if anybody uh, I, I said anything recently. Sometime next year. Um, but I don't remember. The- mm-hmm. What do you think about or the they- Game Awards? Do you think they may, they, oh, they, might they do might. it? Uh, they did announce. I mean, they did show some extended uh, preview and the and the Series X last year. So kind of you know caught everybody by surprise at the last Game Awards. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Um, I, I would expect something bigger, like a whole new game they haven't announced yet. Um, I, I would think they'll 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 do something yeah. big like that. You know. Um, Announcing the date for mm-hmm. for Hellblade would be good, but I don't think it's big enough for what they want to do at the Game Awards. Because now they've set a now they've set a tone where where the Game Awards that's where they go big, you know. And there will be three. Yeah. Right. What about you know, that fable gameplay? Something that you haven't seen yet. The fable, the the next, you know, State of Decay or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, on the horizon. I mean, even with the Bethesda yeah. acquisition coming up soon, we could see something like you know Starfield or the next Earl Scrolls preview. You know, that's true. That's true. And we didn't even get a chance. To, did we? I think we talked about we brushed over that a little bit, uh, Jazzy, um, back about that big uh, deal that they got with Bethesda. That um, man, that that's that's a big one, man. That's actually a big move for uh, Xbox yeah. to have that studio. All of Zenimax, basically, you know, they're buying out Zenimax, which is the parent company. So, Scott. I mean, when you look at it, you got, you know, you got Doom, um, mm-hmm. you've got, uh, you've got the Elder Scrolls, yep. you've got the Elder Scrolls Online piece, you've got, um, mm-hmm. oh, what else am I forgetting? Uh, Dishonored, right? The Dishonored series um, wasn't Wolfenstein in that too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I think so. I mean, I, I so. mean, you got some really big. Uh, actually, um, wasn't Evil Within in that in that Zenimax family as well? No, Evil Within. Evil Resident Within. Evil. Um, either with. I think it could be. Was, it could definitely be. I think so they I think, are the same. Uh, yeah, I think that was also in there as well. I think so, so. I mean, when you start looking at look some at of those, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of it's a lot of exclusive and some games that people are really looking for additional installments or new sequels to. You know, um, I haven't played Evil Within. That was something I wanted to get to, mm-hmm. and I, I never got a chance to get my backlog. It's giant, so. <laughs> but, 
But um, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I games like Evil Within, <laughs> games like Dishonored, games like you know Wolfenstein, those are very popular franchises. Mm-hmm. They might not be as big as Doom or Fallout or anything like that, but they are very popular that people would love and start second or third installments to. So, so I could see that something like that um, being announced as, hey, this new game is coming out. And when you think about mm-hmm. it, the big push at Xbox is Game Pass. Yeah, they want to sell you a console, but their push is Game Pass. If you buy exactly. Game Pass, they're happy. So as long as they have content pushing into Game Pass, exactly. they are and, and it keeps people subscribing, they're happy campers at this point. Because last number that I heard, they were around 20 million subscribers for Game Pass. And at and at a bare minimum, you're talking That's about a lot. 10 bucks a month. And so you're you're looking at, you know, um at 200 million um 200 million a month that's insane mm-hmm. right now i've been i literally read an article with um they was talking about um uh with uh mike cerny was actually talking about uh he was asked that will playstation try to do something like a a, a game pass themselves and he was saying that they're looking they're looking at trying to do something like that, especially right. with the PlayStation uh, now that they have. Uh, they're trying to look into doing something similar to that. Which I think that would be a good idea for them uh, to to do something like that, to hop on that train, because it's a, it's a great marketing yeah, tool, especially getting subscriptions. You know, that, uh, to that, that people, makes people a, a pay for that. revenue stream that, that if you can get people to sign up and stay signed up, yeah, then you're talking about a consistent revenue. Because, I mean, if you calculate out that $200 million over 12 months, now you're talking, you know, $2.4 billion a mm-hmm. year just in that game pass alone. And the, how many games and studios lot. you could fund with that kind of, you know, money and financing behind it. Just on the Game Pass subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And you can pay for the people who made the games. See, the people who made the, those new games, they're right. getting paid exactly. by based off that. You know, and that's not even alone. adding on top of the other sales that people go in and say, yeah. "I like the game so much, I'm actually going to go buy it or get a physical the copy." Physical copies, yeah. Download and things like that. So, I, I mean, it's it's something that. Um, mm-hmm. is their main focus. Now, to tie that back to the Game Awards, their whole strategy is we need to start pushing content into Game Pass as quickly as possible. So, with that being said, I could see them announcing you know, yep. two or three games every quarter that they say, look, we got these games coming this quarter, and then the next quarter, we got these games coming this quarter, and they just keep that revenue stream mm-hmm. rolling, because now they see the value of, we've got new games every two to, two to you know, two to three months and and cycling through each time, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Sergio? Do you think that's a smart move as well for uh, Sony? Okay. Yeah, no, I absolutely think that's a great move yeah, for Sony even. because <clears throat> think about the amount of people that can't really afford to buy all these expansions, right? You know. You know, if you start buying Destiny, the base uh-huh. game is what? I mean, I, you can get the base game for probably a couple bucks. But once you start adding expansions, even Destiny 1, because uh-huh. one of my friends just got back into gaming and he wanted to check out Destiny 1. 
even Destiny 1 is not a part of Game Pass, and all the mm-hmm. expansions are super expensive stuff. You know, while you can get like while you can get the game for a dollar used from GameStop, mm-hmm. all the all the expansions be be behind it exactly are super expensive. Mm-hmm. Especially if you can get people, absolutely people who I agree, you know, would rather spend fifteen bucks a month than you know spend a huge chunk of money up front. Um, you could definitely make your money back with subscription services, and I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, if Sony had stuff like that, there'd be a couple games I'd want to see. I'd want to see uh, Little Big Planet, all the Ratchet and Clank. Um, you know, Yakuza is already out. You know, kind of for Xbox because mm-hmm. you know that used to be kind of a so. Now they kind of crossed over. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of these. Um, yep, Japanese studios have kind of uh, allowed their content to be available on uh, Xbox, which has been great. Um. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's definitely a smart move. I definitely think they can learn a lot from their competitor. Um. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um. You know, it's a smart move. You can o- you can always learn and just watch them say, okay, how can we make more money by getting people to sign up for something? And they're getting a benefit as well. Game Pass is the way, man. That's absolutely the, it's absolutely the way. And I think uh, that would have helped Nintendo more as well if they had something like that start doing more when it comes to subscriptions. Oh, yeah, you can play all these games and make a ton of money, but people will be able to play these games for cheap. You know, by purchasing game pass or Nintendo Pass or however they want to make, call it. But um, it will. It's a great marketing tool, definitely. I definitely agree with that. You know, and uh, Microsoft has done a fantastic job with that. I mean, they were able to buy a lot of studios, just just capitalizing on buying all that revenue, having that revenue constantly. Now, I do got. I, I definitely have a question that I didn't seem to get when I was looking online so because they because Microsoft has uh Bethesda Studios right what as far as uh Elder Scrolls Online because we know that's a multi-platform game right now you know uh you have you have it on P- PlayStation and you have it on Xbox I think you have it on uh yep. you got it on PC as well if I'm not mistaken but um it's just like uh so now that they have the exclusive how are they going to continue to run it, or are they going to just, you know, cut it off? I, I definitely wonder how they're going to handle that. Um, as far as, you know, now that they have that board, the studio. Yeah, and and when I last looked at um the announcements, they said that officially they really can't say too much because the acquisition's not done yet. So. You know, Phil was like, Phil Spencer was saying mm-hmm. in his interview, well, you know, we would love to say more, but we can't because, well, we don't own them yet. So we can't really project what plans to have for them or anything like that. So, so he said, he said so much as to say that did he, did they have to go sell it multi plat to make their money back? No, they could, they basically looking at the numbers from Game Pass. Within three years, they could make the money back of that sale very easily. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, it's going to be case by case. What I would think they will probably do is most of those online games. So things like Elder Scrolls Online, things like um, Fallout 76. Um, although I, I honestly don't think Bethesda was, mm-hmm. they really had their hearts into doing Fallout 76, but they just did to kind of appease the, the, the overseers yeah. at the time. Um, but I think that the, the games like that, those online mm-hmm. games, they'll probably stay multi-plat only because the code is already built. The infrastructure is already there. Um, the be- It'll yeah. probably be like a Minecraft situation where it's still going to be available everywhere for those games. You know, and they'll probably just maintain the existence, mm-hmm. you know. So will you think they'll have exclusives? Like, what you think they'll do like something like you remember how Destiny did where okay on Xbox you can get this exclusive skin or something like that um you know but everybody else can get the expansions as well but they'll just have some exclusive things you know yeah I don't know how you guys can get that we can't. I think that I don't think they'll do that yeah, that's not, that's be something not like that? Phil's thing the way Phil uh, the way I read Phil and I I've met him only once mm-hmm. in person it was at FanFest so so that is 2019. I went to FanFest. Um, okay. But the the way I read Phil and, and looking at the way he he does things, he's very competitive, but he's a very fair competitor. So in other words, he's mm-hmm. not going to do something such as do a petty move where you already had this content. Now we're yanking it away kind of thing. Uh, Minecraft was available everywhere. It's going to stay available everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh Elder Scrolls Online is available everywhere. It's going to stay available everywhere, that kind of thing. Um, what you may see is future games. So uh-huh. future um, Fallouts, you know, not Fallout 76, but regular Fallout games. Maybe those will be exclusive. Yeah. You know, or the future Dooms uh-huh. or things like that. They'll be exclusive to the Microsoft ecosystem. I won't just say Xbox, but the Microsoft ecosystem. So we're talking... PC, we're talking X Cloud, we're yeah. talking Xbox, and that's where you'll play them. And if you don't want to mm-hmm. own an Xbox, that's fine. Go to X Cloud. If you don't want to go to X Cloud, you can go to PC, and they're fine as long as you have a subscription, you know, <laughs> or you bought the that's game. Either way. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I think I think what you'll see, what you'll that's probably true. see, is absolutely those, and those I, online games will be constantly available, mm-hmm. but the other ones, those probably, um, the future versions, they'll probably just have those as Xbox only going forward. Yeah, because they launch another fall, uh, another Fallout. Man, I definitely got <laughs> I gotta go ahead and get me a, a a Series X so I can play that because I love I love Fallout and uh, and then. Uh, a Skyrim as well, you know, another one of those, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you you're right about that, man. It'll probably be something like that um, as an investment. I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with that because it, man, at the end of the day, they still haven't finalized everything. You know, yes, they purchased it, but mm-hmm. they haven't purchased it. If that makes sense, you know, so. That's why they don't know much yeah, about it right now. You know, at the end of the day, they still have to be careful about injecting you know, when it too comes much to into what they don't own yet. So, you know, they, they still pretty much status quo until then. But mm-hmm. 
I, I think that in the long run, you're going to see it um, be platform exclusive with the future versions and, and just stick to the online, the existing online stuff staying multi-plat. But, you know, you never know. They could go go totally left and say everything's going to be exclusive or or we're the same things everywhere, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Just like I seen, um, they launched Doom Eternal, uh, yeah. uh, for uh the Nintendo, and it was like, oh wow, that's uh, well, that's a big step. We're near you know as good I mean? as the other platforms, but definitely a big it step. It does have a good, it it does a very good job of optimizing true. for whatever platform they have, and I give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. I definitely give yeah, I definitely got to give Nintendo credit for that. But guys, uh, that's all we got for today. I mean, we still got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, we'll try to get on the next week uh, and get these done, and we'll probably have some more topics as well. We got so much stuff to catch up on. But I appreciate all of you guys, man, uh, for coming through. And uh, man, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great thing, man. We, we're back at it again, and. Man, well, you guys can good. find me so where can we pretty find much you, all over social media. Uh, primarily, I'm on um, Twitter, Jazzy Noob Xbox, and on Reddit, same thing, Jazzy Noob Xbox. Of course, I'm on player.me as just Jazzy Noob. So you can find me on, on most of my social media is linked from there. And I've got, you know, Facebook and, and, uh, and Twitch and all that stuff. I don't stream often, but when I do, then, you know, I'll be on those platform so you can find me mostly on twitter and and reddit all right all right and uh agent chavis where can they find you man um let's see you can find me on twitch uh my hand is a little different on twitch is uh agent montequilla which means agent butters in spanish um because <laughs> you know I try to be smooth like butter sometimes uh, I am trying yeah, to start here. a little bit of streaming <laughs> here and there but uh, nothing extremely okay. big uh, I am also on reddit you can find me there at Stellar Clout on reddit um, <laughs> or you can find me on twitter at the real Chavez uh, so yeah okay and of course yours truly you can always find me not only right here at the Last City Radio, but you can always find me on Twitter, P. Carla Gaming 2. That is P. Carla Gaming 2. Everything lowercase, you definitely can find me up there. And also, you can also find me, um, same thing, uh, Facebook and uh, on Twitch, P. Carla Gaming. Uh, I definitely stream. I mostly try to stream on the weekend, so you guys check it out. I'll definitely be doing a, uh, a thank you giveaway for getting an affiliate. So just tune into that. My next stream tomorrow, and you guys will definitely see that. And for all things gaming, I appreciate everybody for coming on the panel, and we're going to see you guys later. Thanks, everybody.